Hello and thank you for listening to episode 436 of 60MW and the return of the Review Roundup Show. That's where some regular listeners might have fainted in shock. Uh, I'm Dave, and so of course, sat opposite me once again, finally, it's Tina. Hello. Hello. Look, look Dave, we're not in hospital. Hurrah! Isn't that nice? (laughs) It's amazing. Although, next week hospital and the week after hospital again how nice (laughs) hospital hospital does whatever we should do um a recording from hospital because we spent we spent so much time there over the last i don't know however however many months that we could anyway for new listeners just in case you don't know what these shows are it's myself and tina where we pick our favorite reviews from the website now these shows were (laughs) bi-monthly <laughs> even though the last show we did was tri-monthly yeah because it was may through july 2021 that was the last one we did uh so we would have recorded at the beginning of october for the august and september show and of course at the beginning of october i went into hospital yeah. didn't go right i didn't record anything for three and a half months so we're catching up on all sorts of shows so this one... But you've had time off for hospital. How come I've still got to work when I've got hospital? And bits of me are falling off. Yeah, and you've still got to record a podcast. Have I? <laughs> well, me now. No. Okay. So hopefully, that's a very long and winded way of saying, hopefully we're back to a bi-monthly show. Bet I won't be. Bet I'll be in hospital. You'll be in hospital again. <laughs> So what we're going to do for this, if we just picked our favourite things that have been reviewed on the website, would be here for hours. So I decided, I took an executive decision that we're going to pick six each. Yeah. Six of our favourite. Six of the best. You're simply the best. <laughs> we're going to go through that. These shows differ as well from the entertainment show with myself and Chris, because in those, well, right from the beginning, I haven't picked anything that we reviewed. It was always mm. other stuff that we just watched these shows with Tina have always been just in case you're just a crazy person who doesn't visit the website and read every single thing that we put up there you might have missed these recommendations that we're going to they might be in hospital and can't access the internet maybe so (laughs) or even in prison in prison can you listen to podcasts if you're in prison yes you can can you listen to podcasts if you're in prison and you've got prison bum jail bum you mean (laughs) isn't why? Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Or is one bigger than the other? One's far bigger than the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> shall we? Shall we begin? We'll take it in turns. Shall we pretend it's like a tennis game? And um, we'll take it in turns. Cut ladies first. What of is the first thing? So we're going back to, obviously, the 1st of August. This is covering reviews on the website from the 1st of August through till And the... my first pick is actually from August last year. Is it? Is it now? It is. It oh, is. and I will say, normally I give a few facts and figures, don't I, about how there's been X amount of reviews and yeah. news items, blah yeah. de blah Couldn't be asked. Couldn't be asked, could I? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's too many. I'm not going back to August the 1st. There Why was not? A... Well, there was a few months where there was nothing. <coughs> I closed the website and everything, so... Because mm. um, you've got... Because I got jail bumped, and that's what I was in hospital for. And then, uh, since then, obviously, you know, I'm not as busy on the website. This little stuff goes up. Yeah. Virtually every day. Yeah, virtually. Virtually every day. But with the jail bum, I've got to be careful. (laughs) 
<laughs> he didn't really have jail I bum. No. He had his gallbladder out and the operation went a bit wonky, didn't a bit, it? A bit wonky during the op and yeah. after. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm still a bit wonky. <laughs> you, you've always been a bit wonky. Yeah, I'm even wonkier now. Anyway, what is the first of your 16? My first film, what I... I'm very excited to talk about this, actually. Okay. Is because uh, we... I, well, we interviewed the stars and director of it because uh, you said, oh, I'm going to interview the director of Dinner in America, which is the film, my first pick. Mm. Um, and I said... Kyle Gallner and you went yeah Kyle Gallner might be there the star of Dinner in America so I said I I've never asked you to do this before have I? No I've all the interviews I've done over <laughs> what 10 years now no. Yeah I just said can I sit in the corner and watch and then I moved a bit closer and I moved a bit closer till I was in the middle <laughs> of the camera going hello Kyle Gallner <laughs> I love you so my first pick just to be sensible is Dinner in America an arrow release mm. uh um it's about oh god how, how can i how can i start it off is about uh what was his name i can remember the name of the band kyle garner is in it emily skeggs mm. what was the name of the director you didn't write it down in your I notes didn't, that's terrible you talked to him it's on youtube by the way everybody if you want to watch us talk yeah, to them as maybe well it is embarrassing on... myself yeah um I... adam Rymeyer. Mm. I hope I've pronounced that right. He was very nice, wasn't he? All and of played them. All three were lovely, yeah. All three of them were really great. Um, it's a great story. It's really quirky. It has a lot of heart. Um, and it just was really poignant for the both of us because Dave works with uh, special needs adults in a college and I'm sort of really involved with disability arts and uh, we see what a raw deal people with special needs or disabilities have. And um, Emily plays a character in this film where she's obviously on the spectrum, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. But they make her, um, they just allow her to be human in it. And they don't, they don't go, oh, you know, oh, she's special needs. Well, they no, they un I think they underplay it. To the point where she's just completely it's, well, it, normal. It's, it's a non-issue, really. Yeah, it's it's not an issue. Yeah, it's um, I th I couldn't call it a romantic comedy because Kyle Gallner's character in it, he's very cross, isn't he? And he's constantly mm. like, <laughs> he's constantly cross and having a fag <laughs> because he's really cross. But he's a singer in a punk band. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, we watch so many films, so many, it's really difficult for me to even remember the name of them, never mind what happens in them. Mm. In the past, in fact, the other day we were talking about some film and you said something about this film and I just looked at you and said, what, what are you talking about? And you said the film and I went, did I watch it? And it was like two days ago. I could not only I'd forgotten the title of the film, I'd forgotten who was in it, I'd forgotten I'd watched it, and when you reminded me of it, you had to tell me the plot line before I could go. Oh, that film! Completely forgettable. Absolutely forgettable. I can remember every single thing that happens in Dinner in America mm. with a smile on my face, <laughs> um, and I watched it in August. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. Yeah. commendation that you can give it really yeah it's a fantastic film 
fantastic. It's it's really, I mean, we always pick our favourite film for, for this podcast, don't we? You know, the, the best The film. best of the review. The our best favorite of the things that, that's been reviewed. But yeah. for me, I think all of these have been the best. You know, there's mm. one, there's just one that pips all the others for me, just slightly, but, you know, they're, uh, otherwise they're all equal, really. And Dinner in America, absolutely unmissable if you get the chance to watch it watch it definitely and then go to our youtube channel and watch and watch me giggling like yeah. a stupid and talk about growing strawberries <laughs> with, it wasn't strawberries it was tomatoes was it smarter yeah yeah it was talking about tomatoes yeah so that i take it that wasn't on your list then no i mean this is the good thing this is a game the listeners can play is we obviously we don't know what six each of us have picked mm. are we going to double up on anything i mean i know it's a long period of time from the 1st of august to the 31st of march but will we have doubled up on anything? There's a little game you can play as you're listening. <laughs> out, of the, out, of the, out of the six. As opposed to prison bum. As opposed to prison bum. Jail bum. Prison as we've established. It's a good job, people. People don't hear everything that's said before we actually start recording. Um, so I will say as well at this point, I will say now that, and I don't say this on all the shows. In fact, I've only mentioned it once. There's a thing on our... I always forget how to how to pronounce. Is it Kofi? It's supposed to be coffee, I think. K O hyphen F I. We have got a coffee. I would have said co coffee. Coffee. We have coffee. got a coffee page. The links are on our website to it. And I've always said we'll never put any content behind a paywall and we won't. Mm. There is a section that opened up on it called Treasured Supporters. And it you pay it's a monthly thing. And it begins at a pound a month. If you want to do more than that, that's entirely up to you. But for a pound a month, you get emails that will give you the heads up on interview guests before they're announced on social media. You get the chance to email questions that you'd like put forward to them. And if I get the chance to put a question forward to them, I'll do mm. that. Uh, there's a few other things. It's all explained on the Kofi page. But also going forward, and I'm looking, hopefully this is going to begin in May, that for certain shows purely for the treasured supporters we're going to do some live streaming video streaming so you can watch You're us joking. you can watch us record so you'll see all the stuff that happens before we what comes or it ends up on the show you'll see you afterwards can't do that. it's too rude i know we'll have to get dressed for those shows you can also chat live with us if we're talking about something and then you comment we can you know answer you on the show and all oh that kind God. of stuff so that's another thing that hopefully is going to be starting May. So if you want to go to the coffee page, like I said, no audio content will ever be behind a paywall. You're not going to miss any of the shows if you don't subscribe to that. It's just a case of giving a little bit extra to those that give extra to help keep the website. And yeah, the podcast but the, online. The, the the small amount of money that you do make just goes paying for the hosting. It's hosting fees for everything. Yeah, yeah. I can't underline that enough. None of us none of us get paid for anything mm. that we do so so if you if you do want to do that just have a look if you're going to do live streaming though do you mm -hmm. think you'll be able to do it without your nipple tassels because i know they're, such they're just gonna have to, to get used to watching me nipple tassels maybe that's maybe should start a new tier like the, that's the five pound a month tier is <laughs> uncensored nipple tassel can footage can you swing them i can't swing them no that would be testicle tassels Oh. That's the £10 a month tier. Okay, and your next pick is... In my next pick, <laughs> I'm going something a little bit different for this next pick. Yeah. Because this this is a series of 
annual reviews that have been on the website virtually since we began in 2014. And it's reviews that Crest does every year uh, for EGX. Mm. And, of course, with everything that's happened over the last few years, there's not been many live event reviews on the website over the last two and a half years. So this went online in... um, Well, the event was in October. The review went online in November. And like I said, Chris has covered EGX for a long, long Mm. time. It's a big video game event here in the UK. And this is the first time in over 10 years that he didn't go with uh, his best mate, Wayne. Oh. And there is... And this is what I like about, well, all of the reviews that go on the website. There's always something a little bit personal in them, which I think if you read Review Writing 101, they tell you, don't put personal stuff Mm. in. People don't want to know the personal stuff. Whereas I argued I'd much prefer to... Read personal stuff in reviews and get mm. to know the reviewer a little bit more that way. So Chris begins the review, oh, and by his own admission, some sloppy shit about his friendship with Wayne and some photographs of him and Wayne over the years with, oh. with EGX. Um, and it was a different EGX as well because of COVID and everything. All the big boys, all the big publishers and developers had pulled out, and it was mostly indie video games yeah. that were there. And I think Chris did a really good job of covering them, you know, because, oh, you know, all the big guns, people aren't going to be interested mm-hmm. if it's not AAA titles. And because he put the personal stuff in and he and he went and chatted with these indie developers, mm. I think it's a, a cracking review. And like I say, it's every year and he, he always does yeah. a lengthy and in-depth yeah, review about it. And he met up with Pete and Tom there as well. And, of course, Chris, Pete, Tom and Wayne are now part of the Trophy Achievers yeah. video game show that's... Mm. Well, as as we um, as we record this, their second episode, third if you include the pilot show, is going to go online tomorrow. Mm. So that's good for anybody interested in video games as well. Make sure you listen to the Trophy Achievers show. Um, and I just thought I wanted to bring it up as one of my favourite reviews, and also highlight with the importance of live events and going forward, it'll be really yeah. good to go to these video game or movie ones, comic cons, and meet up with friends. Mm. And maybe, you know, podcast listeners, it would be good through social media. I mean, Twitter is the main one that I use. Um, Going forward, going back to these live events and meeting up with people, I think is really important. And again, Chris writes about that and the good time that he had with with Tom and Pete Mm. and these photographs of them all there. So, yeah, that's why I thought I'd I'd just go off on a little bit of a tangent with my first pick. Mm. And pick Chris's EGX yeah. review. And again, E3 this year. What does EGX stand for? I think it's elect. Is it Electronic Games Expo? Right. I think. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think <laughs> that's what it stands yeah. for. But E3 in America, the big gaming expo in America, has recently been cancelled this mm-hmm. year. Even the online event. Yeah. Um, and it seems to me that a lot of, like Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. And then developers like Activision, Blizzard, they're all going for their own independent online streaming events mm. rather than physical events. And I think it's a shame if it, if they all go that way and, and we lose these live events where you can try the game, you can talk to the developers, mm. you can meet up with mates. I think that would be a shame if, that, if they go completely. Maybe, um, maybe this is the last summer, though that things will be like that and maybe things will open up more next year. Mm. Um, again, you know, I don't want to talk about the C word because we don't like to talk about that, do we? No. But um, 
as far as I'm concerned, this year is out for me. I won't be going anywhere doing anything because I don't feel safe. Mm. Um, well, and you've got like underlying issues too well. Well, I well. have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, again, talking about, you know, my own health issues, whether or not I'll ever be able to go mm. to a big event anymore um, or just roll the dice and just go mm. because I haven't had COVID. What about when we begin the big 60MW meet and greets, the big, mm. what's it, what will it be called, 60MW Fest? <laughs> well, I'll I'll be in some sort of plastic bubble. Will that be it? Well, I probably won't won't be invited, will I? Because I'm the only woman. Yeah. yeah. Not, although that could be the thing where people would have to pay a premium. Yeah. Yeah. To the to your section of of the festival. Yeah, I could be like that empress that lived in China in uh, in the Middle Ages, where uh, she ruled all of China. I can't, I don't, can't remember her name. But when visiting dignitaries used to come to China to visit her court, she would sit on her throne and insist that um, they perform all sex on her. Would that be? Yes. It's a true story, that, actually. It? It, honestly, it's a true story, yeah. Um, because there was some, some document written by a courtier that went from England to China, and she sat there like and went, come on then, well, on your knees. <laughs> And he had to. Bloody hell. Yeah. There you go. True story, that. History lesson as well. History lesson. Yes. <laughs> Queen Canalingus, I believe her. <laughs> her name was. I'm not actually not making that up. That is true. That is, honestly, that's true. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and on that, note, <laughs> on that I'll, note, I'll hand it back over to you. Uh, I'm going to have to read this out because it's very complicated. Oh, okay. So my next pick is The Great White Silence and south the great white silence and south and the heroic age of antarctic exploration on film well done that's a gobful it doesn't make it grammatical is. sense that's either a, that's does a good it? segue though after talking about oral sex and then going through to a gobful is <laughs> is a good segue very professional <laughs> that was good yeah it was good that was uh so this is a film from the bfi that sounds, and you look at the cover and you think, oh, that looks a bit interesting and like from the 1920s. It's it's just the most amazing film, isn't it? Mm. That you think, oh, that's going to be a bit boring. We were absolutely glued to the television. Transfixed by it, yeah. Yeah, transfixed. It's, um, it's, it's, this film's been restored by, by the BFI. Again, I'm reading this out because <laughs> it's so detailed. <laughs> I just forget, forget it all. Um... Simon Fisher writes the score because there's no talking in it. There's no script. It is literally a documentary film, but it's over a hundred years old. Oh yeah, there's so there's this film footage interspersed with photographs that were taken yeah, as well. Yeah, it's uh, and it's um, Scott's team going to the South Pole. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's there were two films, weren't there? One was. One was done in 1933, 90 Degrees South. The Great White Silence is 15 minutes long. 90 Degrees South is 72 minutes long. The Sound of Silence, they're all like short films. It's 13 minutes long. And then there's another film as well. Um, 
I mean, the special features on it, there's just hundreds of special features. They're all like a minute or two minutes. But they're things like penguins that they filmed 110 years ago. It does. <laughs> yeah, at points, you do think you're watching, like, how can I explain? Well, I'm sure listeners worldwide know David Attenborough's BBC documentary stuff you know wildlife stuff yeah it's like watching a really old one you half expect to hear david attenborough suddenly come on narrating <laughs> narrating it but like you said this is over a hundred years old and to see yeah it'll actually Ernest shackleton as well actually on film yeah because these are names that you've, yeah, you've grown yeah. up knowing yeah, but then to actually see them yeah i had no idea yeah. that there was actual film of them that you could mm. watch so that that's the sort of thing because we watch a lot of documentaries yeah, yeah. that i would be interested in from a historical point of view and you wouldn't think that it would be the sort of viewing where you'd be like oh look at that penguin oh look at the seal look at the ship stuck in the ice yeah. that's we would it's something that i could watch now and still ooh and are over and because they were there <coughs> for such a long time it documents How long were they there the for? passage like of time yeah, that they were it? there. So there's footage of, I mean, one that, that stuck in my head, there was like this, what can only be described as an ice cave that they go into that yeah. looks incredible. And then they go back to it like months and months later. And the way, because, you know, the, yeah. it's all evolving constantly, yeah. isn't it? It's it, it's literally gone, isn't it? It's gone, it? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks like a an ice cathedral. And again, you know, it's over 100 years old and you're looking at these images and they look like they... They were taken yesterday. Yeah, it's good. They? They've done a it's, good restoration yeah, it's, job on them. It's absolutely brilliant. So that's um, that's my second choice, which is a bit a bit of a weird one for me, really. Mm. You know, even though I really like history, but sort of looking at something, you know, obviously like it's not like the thing which mm. I would have preferred that there was, you know, they'd be stuck on the ship and some sort of alien entity would have eaten their heads imagine if they did document that 100 years ago and it's been hidden (laughs) and it just suddenly comes out on blu-ray now uh but in all seriousness probably you couldn't really i don't know would you call that a documentary it's sort of yeah because it yeah because it documents what happened all those years ago it is yeah but Um, there's no narrative over it you just get to hear this a piano the music over the top of it and um the odd like written explanation Mm. but it is it is literally just black and white film of them doing you know and like you said the dogs and oh yeah yeah they're both blu-rays like you said are loaded with great Mm. special features you get a lot for your money yeah with both of those great package yeah it is good from the bfi that one Mm. and what's next for you dear (laughs) bit of uh bit of a departure from what we were just talking about. We were sent a streaming link to a film that has recently been re-released in a new HD transfer uh, in cinemas and digital worldwide, and it's 2000's Chopper. Say it properly. Chopper. Say it properly. Which documents the life of Mark Chopper Reed. It's terrible. You can do better than that. You better than that. Bonza. It's Bonza. They don't say that. They do. Have we, have we got to do this in a, in a sort of in a Welsh, really, Australian accent Really thing? crappy Australian accent. Sorry, Australian listeners. Uh, I've watched this, and I know we both watched it before. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. a film that's over 20 years old now, and it stars Eric Banner as Mark Chopper-Reed, a notorious and infamous Australian 
uh. gangster thug hard man who has whose idea of himself is far and above what he actually is uh, but He's he, very he became confident, extremely he? <laughs> confident and became very well known in Australia. Yeah. Now we'd seen this quite a few times <clears throat> over the years. I've probably seen it, I don't know, three or four times yeah. over the years. Yeah. But the previous time before we got sent this new streaming link, we've never watched it together. Have we? I don't think we have. Po- yeah, I or think maybe we probably have a long time. A lot, but ago, it's been though. it's yeah. over ten years yeah. since I last yeah. watched it, definitely. And I always remember thinking, oh, Chopper, yeah, that's a good film. I can honestly say that on this, like, fifth rewatch, probably, I I really enjoyed mm. it f- far more yeah. than I've ever enjoyed it. I found it funnier. I found it more violent. I found it the character of Chopper more engaging and the whole casting, all of the characters, a lot more interesting. So from what I always thought of Chopper, that's a good film. Mm. I now think Chopper, that's a great film. Yeah, yeah. And Eric Barner's performance in it is really amazing because he went Hollywoodized, didn't he? Because Eric Barner originally was a comedian, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that comes can... across in this as well. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. But 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 also you can see sort of the passage of time for Chopper in Eric Barner's. He puts portrayal. on a lot of weight. Yeah, puts on weight, but he he ages mm. as well. But but is. He's such a good-looking actor, isn't mm. he? And he's he's the sort of actor that you think, oh yeah, Eric Barner, you know, he's all right because he was in Munich, and he's in um, Troy. Where else is Eric Barner? He's he's in, he's in, he's in Dirty notes. John on Netflix. So he's a good actor. But yeah. when you go back to Chopper, and you watch him in that, you think, holy shit, he's really fucking good in this, yeah. isn't he? He's really yeah. Uh, and it is a dramatized version yeah. of events that yeah. happens, and it's. You know, it says that at the beginning, it doesn't hide it, mm. that this isn't, you know, 100% true what all yeah, actually happened. Yeah. But good Lord, it's very All the performances in it are really good, in it? They though, are, aren't yeah. They? They're really... Uh, but we've... Uh, the few films that I can think of that we watched from Australia, like um, Snowtown yeah, is yeah. one, um, Waking Fright is another one. They're really... A bit hardcore Australian. <laughs> Killing Ground. <laughs> Killing Ground. Is yeah. Like, Whoa, yeah. That, what a film that is as well. That's There's a good tip for you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch a good film, watch Killing Ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And great filmmakers as well. It's, it's kind of weird, really, isn't it? You know, if you're going to watch a horror film, mm-hmm. you've got to go to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch some sort of crime, hardcore, gangster, murdering film australia yeah <laughs> you want to watch a disaster movie norway, norway. <laughs> <laughs> what do you watch in britain then oh. something by richard curtis some um, yes yes cup of tea darling bridgerton yes all that kind of have you ever seen bridgerton no oh uh, no no neither have i no <laughs> so to. we better have a comment on no. it we? i'm not a proper woman you know i would say then if like me you've seen chopper in the past and you haven't seen it for a long time it's definitely worth going back to. Yeah. I'm not sure by the time this comes out if it's still playing in cinemas. It will be available on streaming services. Have a look around wherever you may be in the world. But it is worth a look. And if for some reason it's passed you by and you've never yeah. watched it, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. Even more so than I would have done before this rewatch. Yeah. 
So it, it, is, was good. it is violent, though. So it is yeah. violent. It is violent, yeah. And you see the violence as well, don't you? Yeah. It's very. It's a very stabby film, isn't it? There's yeah. a lot of stabbing. Yeah, there's a lot of stabbing and yeah, shooting in the face. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But then <laughs> something really violent will happen, and then the next thing you're pissing yourself laughing yeah. because yeah. there's been. And yeah. it, of course, the humour in it is very dark. Mm. But very funny. Very funny. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's one. I'm glad that we got sent that to review because I would have rewatched it eventually. But I'm glad it's mm. it's been refreshed. You were forced to yeah, watch it's it. been refreshed in my mind now as being even better than I always thought it would. Well, shall we stay in Australia? Go on then. For one of the best films ever made. I don't like calling this film a revisionist western. Mm. Because to me, it's not. It's more of a mystical journey through the outback of Australia with the heat and the flies. Flies. The flies. Um, a film that I we watched and I reviewed last week, actually, has long been since it first came out, a film that I absolutely love. Uh, and it's John Hillcoat's The Proposition, written by Nick Cave. Um how to explain this film I mean the the reviews on the website hmm. all I can say is if you're if you like westerns you would love this if you like truly great acting I mean the acting in this film is incredible and on successive watches as well it just it, films can age can't they hmm. And with this particular film, its age allows you to go, yeah, that was the right decision. Because the cast in it, um, it stars Guy Pearce, who sort of hasn't really been in anything amazing Guy lately. Pierce, is he? For me, Guy Pearce went through a period where he didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. Every film he was in. I really, yeah. really enjoyed yeah. it. I thought, oh, it's another yeah. Guy Pierce film. Yeah. Bloody hell, that was good. Yeah. But it seems lately the ones that I've watched him in, and of course I haven't seen everything that he's yeah. been in, but the ones that you know I've managed to watch have not been that good. Yeah. But the odd one stands out. The odd one. I can't think what it's called. I do like the him. last film I saw with him in. Um, oh my god, I can't think what it's called. It's it's a two hander. Between him and and somebody else, Robert Pattinson, mm. uh, and he's really great in that. And you didn't see it. Mm. And then he's in another film as well, where he's that that evil um, like minister. What yeah. was that called? That I was can't... a one word. Yeah, and that was a good film. Yeah, that was a good. That was a great film. Um, but the proposition tells the story of you know it's like the um, before the turn of the century, like eighteen eighty. Uh, in the outback in Queensland, the middle of nowhere, that it's really basic. And the fella in charge of the town brings a new sergeant to clean up the town. It's very westernised, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And he's played by Ray Winston. Now, I know that Ray Winston is a national treasure. Mm. people love i mean you he's great in sexy beast he started off in scum mm. he's an actor along with gary oldman that's been around throughout our 
our lives. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And he really is an institution. Definitely. I'm not a big fan of his, though. Mm. I think that he's ruined more films. Who can forget, <laughs> who can forget Ray Winston's sex scene in the Sweeney remake? Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> who can forget Ray Winston in Indiana Jones? Mm. Mm, I can't. Sometimes he is. And sometimes he isn't. Yeah. Fortunately, though, he's, his casting in this film is incredible. Yeah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And a lot of people have criticised um, John Houston's... Sorry, that's his dad, Danny Houston's uh, casting in this film because he's very dreamy as one of the brothers, mm. one of the evil brothers in it. But on rewatching this on 4K... <laughs> from the BFI. Oh my god, it's just one of those films that should be on 4K, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, one that really does benefit from. It. It's it's just such a good film. I I could just sit here and talk about it, but I'd end up telling you the plot and if you haven't seen it, this that would is a spoiler, yeah. Yeah, it it would spoil it because, you know, you just it, again, you know, it's a very violent film isn't it oh Very yeah it violent. is yeah and psychologically violent as well mm. you know it's um i think it's a really good depiction of the time you know that it happened in australia mm -hmm. just after you know they set all the prisoners free more or less and you know just people that were were sent over to australia that were then subsequently released but they were really really poor and starving and they'd rob you <laughs> medium a lot of them were irish <laughs> as well it's just a it's a film that you can't um you can't box into like a western or a drama or a thriller or it's just one of those films that's on a pedestal yeah or um, everything about it from the music to the writing nick cave had never written anything like this before and he was friends with john hillcott and john said write the script and he was like oh i don't know about that what a job he did though it's mm -hmm. just it's just beautiful the story's very simple you know which who do you pick your brothers which brother do you pick well, basically yeah, choice, isn't it yeah. you know it's a bit of a sophie's choice but i really can't um praise it highly enough. and i really want to sort of tell you what happens in it but i can't just just uh know that it is a wonderful film it is and like you said this 4k release yeah is uh, the sound and the one thing that we always whenever we watch it what do we always say it's, well we always refer to it as the fly film the fly film because of the flies that are there i mean yeah. i've always wanted to go to australia and hopefully at some point we'll manage to go mm. um i'd love to visit australia and new zealand as long as there's no flies but it's yeah we always watch that and go Flies. Think, are there really that many flies? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's in, you know, it's like it's out in the wild. The, it's part of the story, though. It is, way, yeah, they're an integral it? part. They don't, I, I would imagine somebody filming a film where where that is based, there are a lot of flies there, yeah. you know, but they sort of don't show them, yeah. but they, they, they feature make a, heavily. They be, yeah, yeah, they become. I thought yeah. it was a bit over the top to credit each one of them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That, oh, that made for a very long credit Come sequence. on, Dave. What's your next pick? I'm my next pick. And this is a genre that has been done to death over the years. Well, actually, it's been done to undeath over the years. And that's the vampire genre. And there's been... 
hundred, well, probably thousands of yeah. vampire films. Many of them low budget, mm. and you go, oh, okay, that's you know, is anything ever going to hit the heights of Near Dark, Lost Boys, you know, the original Dracula, Hammer Draculas. Mm. Um, there's many really good vampires, but there's loads of just, you know, I'll make a vampire film. So when this arrived for review, I was fully expecting, because it is low budget, mm. I was fully expecting, oh, here we go, here's another your usual sort of run of the mill, get through it. And I loved it. I thought it was, it really took me by surprise. And it's um, Jacob's Wife. And it stars Larry Fessenden as Jacob, who's a minister. And he is married to the titular, Jacob's wife, um, Anne, played by Barbara Crampton. Mm, your girlfriend. Yes, my mate Babs. Uh, <laughs> hi Dave, yes. I'm Babs. Oh hi Barbara. Oh, would you like a cocktail, yes, Dave? My claim to fame. Yeah. Sitting in a bar with her. She offered to buy me a cocktail. I've interviewed her twice as well. Yeah. She's really nice. Have you done anything else to her twice? I'm I'm mentioning no Chinese queens or anything. Anyway. <laughs> oh, your face. Good job. We're not doing that live streaming now. Anyway. <laughs> So, so his wife Anne, she's she's not happy in the relationship that she's in. She's very bored by life, and so unbeknownst to her, there are vampires around, and she gets turned into a vampire. It's no big spoiler to let yeah. you know. First of all, I love I love the way that she gets turned into a vampire, and what happens when she gets turned into a vampire, and what the character does that she suddenly, even though she's undead. For the first time, she suddenly feels alive mm. and she really goes off on one and enjoys everything. I also like the fact that there's, in a lot of vampire films, there's the, the main vampire and, you know, and it's kill the main vampire and mm. anybody that they infected, for want of a, a better term, becomes human again. I love the fact that the main vampire in this is female as well. Mm. Not often that I've seen that. And it's got it's got a really good streak of humor running through it it's mm. got characters in it that i cared for because most of these you couldn't give a shit what happens to them mm. oh they've died oh okay i don't mind you, i cared about the characters mm. i laughed at it there's some really good practical gore yeah. effects in it yeah and we've talked about this across lots of different shows ad nauseum but you can't beat practical effects mm. no matter how good the cg yeah. is yeah yeah you can't beat yeah. practical effect. Yeah. That's when it comes to, you know, blood and gore and stuff. Mm. Uh, and there's some really good practical effects in this. I was very pleasantly surprised mm. by it. And I think, unfortunately, it will get overlooked by a lot of people because they would think, like I did initially, they'd think, oh, it's another low-budget vampire movie. A lot of people might get drawn in, of course, because Barbara Crampton's in it mm. and she's got that fan base that she's built over the years. And, and it's good that... She's had sort of a renaissance over the last few years. She's in a lot of things. Well, isn't it's good, she? yeah, because yeah. as we know, you know, when especially with with women, get to a certain age, yeah. Hollywood goes don't want you anymore. Yeah. And Barbara, I think, went through a sort of a period of that with dips, mm. but she's become really popular and there's a lot more films now yeah. and a lot of good films. Yeah. She was in recently, Superhost. Yeah. And online, hopefully people listening to this would have listened to or watched on YouTube my interview show with Gracie Gillum, mm. who played Rebecca in, yeah. in Superhost. So it's Bar a good film, that, it? It is, it, it yeah. is. And Barbara Crampton's in that. So it's always good to see her. So that will bring people in. 
And well, I should add that I haven't seen this. Film. You haven't seen it. I'm sure yeah. you'd enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's. I would happily rewatch it. Yeah. And so we'll have to, you know, watch it at some yeah. point. Okay. And it, it it was one of those that if you have seen it and you've passed it over as just oh another cheap vampire movie, or it's you know passed you by completely and you didn't even know that it was out there. Unless you read my review, of course, on the website. Uh, give it a look. Jacob's mm. Wife. I would recommend that one. Mm. If, if you like your sort of lower budget horror. Does she take a top off at any point and you see her naked breasts? I can't say. I don't want to spoil things like that for people. She normally does. She didn't in the bar when I had a chat with her. No. No, she just took her pants off, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, my next pick is... Uh, I, can I point out, we're three. We've picked three each and we haven't doubled up yet. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't that it? That is pretty good, isn't it? I know one we're going to double up on. Probably my top pick where I bet we oh, double okay, up then. on. Um, so, my next pick is... I don't know why I picked this because it's probably one of the most depressing films in the history of film. <laughs> but there's just some another one of those films. There's just something about it. Tina, how unprofessional. Thank you. I think Sorry. you should put your phone on silent. How See, again, if we were a really professional show, I would edit that bit out. But people now know what your ringtone is. Fancy, <laughs> I do apologise for not putting a phone on silent I before you record. I apologise for that. I can tell you've not recorded for ages. Yeah, yeah. You're going to sack me now. That's it. You're fired. Oh, God. Uh, where was I? Uh, you were on about it being a very depressing <laughs> a film. Very That's depressing, a good sell to begin. A very depressing film. Very, very depressing film. I've totally lost the plot now. Hang on a minute. See, that's what happens when you know you have your phone on. Well, it was... Do you know who it was phoning me then? The, the, and why I've got all discombobulated? <laughs> it's It's my mother... So now I haven't answered the phone. She'll be trying all the other phones now of the many <laughs> burner phones we have in the house. Yes. Where are you? Because she talks like that, doesn't she? Is she, Where are is she one you? of the witches from The Wizard of Oz? I can't find my broomstick. <laughs> Tina, come forth. Yes, yeah, so my next pick is, uh, a depressing uh, film. is a depressing film. And it's British and it's naked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which stars David Thewlis and, as Johnny. So anybody who's ever watched this film will go, oh, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> Are you, because you were, when we were talking about Chopper, we had to do Australian. Are you going to have to do Manchester? Yeah, I can't talk like David <laughs> I, can that, do, I, can't, I can't do it. Is that, is that how a Manchester sounds? Well, if you're living in Manchester, <laughs> No, I can't. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my son lives in Manchester and he talks like that. Yeah, but he, he, he's only recently, well, a few years, lived yes. there. Yeah, well, actually, he talks like that. Because he's Australian. He's Australian. <laughs> he's Australian. Oh, uh, he lives in Manchester. No, I could. Can you do a Manchester? Manchester, not really. No, no. What an actor David Thewlis is. Incredible, he's, especially in he's this. He's amazing, especially in this. Though I have to say the one thing that I... You know what I'm going to say mm. now, don't you? Is he's really grubby in this film. He's always smoking and he looks dirty in it. It looks like he needs well, a really good... he's homeless though, isn't he? Well, yeah, of his own making. Well, of his own making, Because yeah. he's evil. Yeah. Um, He's got these really long fingernails in it and his fingers look dirty. And you know, like the, the gaps in between each finger, mm -hmm. I can sort of 
when I see him as he's acting you want to he's lick a... the gap between his oh <laughs> god i just i just feel like oh oh i wish he'd just oh he took Wash it his hands. oh soak him in bleach even mm. so <laughs> so johnny does something bad and ends up nicking a car and going to london and staying with his ex-girlfriend mm. uh he lives in this big shared house with two other uh, nurses i think they are no one's on the dole and one's a nurse and uh, he just sort of hangs around and nicks things and shags one of the housemates. And it's just really nihilistic. And, and he talks a lot about philosophy and a bit of theology. And it sounds like a really heavy film. And yet it's not, is it? It's got a few bits that you laugh at. Oh, when he when he meets the Scottish guy in London who's, you, who's separated you and Bremner, from... Yeah, well, who's he looking for? Oh, what's the name? Because he keeps shouting it all the time. I should know this off by heart by now. I've got it written down somewhere. Where does he go? Because he keeps shouting It's for... Maggie, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it Ma Maggie? <laughs> He's just walking around shouting it. That bit's like... But even that... Even though it's funny, it's not. It's hmm. really sad because he's yeah. mentally ill and he's he can't find his girlfriend and his girlfriend... To, it's just a really dismal... <laughs> I'm not selling You're... it, am I? <laughs> I am not selling this film. It's really... <sighs> you'd think it would be a hard watch and it's not because you're almost like stunned into what you're seeing on screen. Hmm. Like you're seeing... A snapshot of real it's life. It's a fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Snapshot. It's grubby of, and dirty, yeah. and and women are, are being used, and mm. the men are using them, and it's it's just I don't know. I this is again, you know, I, I said this to you yesterday because I'm I'm big fan of a show that's on Netflix called Ozark, and there's a character in Ozark um, called Ruth, and she's played by. Um, oh God, what's her name? No, it's gone. Is her name Julie or something? She's little with blonde hair. And I know you're all shouting at me, telling me her name's... Is it Julia Garner? I can't remember. She's amazing in this programme. And you watch her acting the same way that you watch um, David Thewlis in Naked, even though it's, you know, it's like... Is it 30 years old now? It must be thereabouts. It's, th yeah, it's 30 it's be years old. And you think, you know, what is the point of of acting awards when you can see a performance like David Thewlis in Naked mm. and he didn't win anything for that it? That is like an Oscar-winning performance. It's, that should be what? No, it's better than an Oscar. Oh. It, ju it just pisses all over mm. Oscars. You know, the Oscars are just shit. Well, we know that for They're years, don't we? Yeah. bullshit, yeah, yeah. Because David Thewlis would have a a shelf full of awards mm. for his acting in that film the same way julia garner would for a portrayal of ruth in ozark mm. you know it's just um it's it's really diff difficult to explain why i've picked this film because it's so powerful it does i know i remember it watching stays it stays with you doesn't it it does yeah i remember watching it when it first came out yeah and loving it yeah really yeah. love one of those films that that sticks with you. I didn't come out thinking, oh, that was a good film. I'd come out thinking that was a great film. Yeah. And like you say, the performances in it are incredible. And even though it is, as a whole, you know, it's very depressing and that, just as a piece of cinema, 
it's it's just I was again just transfixed watching it all all the time all the way through it and the characters and it's oh my god that's happening and David Thewlis in it he's even just, though he's incredible even though he? he's homeless and his life is is just one disaster after another and the way that he constantly feels so superior to mm. everybody yeah and imparts um, his wisdom yeah. upon them yeah. Yeah. And what they should be doing, and people are going. Well, why should I listen to you? Look at what your life is. Yeah, yeah. But he's always trying to make him. I think make himself feel better by telling people how shit their lives are and what they should be doing. Yeah. As well. And of course, we we have to mention the director of the film as well is the great Mike Lee. Yeah. Who has who just is the most incredible director, and you know, I don't think he's a sir, is he? I don't think so. Should be. He should be, but he's the sort of bloke that if the Queen said, I'd like to make you Sir Mike Lee, Mike Lee would say, stick it up your ass as far as it'll go, Queenie, yeah. wouldn't he? And yeah. that's why we love him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my my penultimate pick. It's a And again, you know, it's a hard watch, but... And I think that you've got to be in the right mood to watch Naked as well. Was that a 4K release? No, that's again? your fourth pick, not your penultimate. That's your fourth pick. Is it? You've still got two more. We've got two more. Yeah. So whatever, what's what is so penultimate is second to last. Yeah, what no. is second to second last? I Actually, don't know. I no, I know it's your turn now. Anyway, it is. Yeah, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent again, and I'm going to talk about a video game review. Ooh. Ooh. So we've been sent a few over the years uh, review codes from 2K. I know one of them was um, PGA Tour. Um, another one was the, the NBA game and got sent a review code on the Xbox for WWE 2K22. <laughs> oh, God. Now, I did... Can I, before you carry on, would, can I just tell... Can I just do some impersonations of you playing this game? Go on, then. Okay. <laughs> oh! 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 <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen you <laughs> laugh so much playing a game ever. Oh my god, yeah. You were just like I could hit while I was upstairs, I could hear you laughing and I knew you'd be playing this game. And you were. <laughs> you were really loving it. Oh, yeah. I begin I begin the review by saying I'm not a wrestling fan. I never used to watch it even back in the eighties. When it was when it was huge. How could you not watch wrestling? I could tell you I could tell you obviously I know the likes of, I know Hulk Hogan, of you know, that's more three movies than wrestling. But I know The Undertaker. I, yeah, I know The Undertaker and I know a few others. But apart from Triple that, H. I couldn't tell you what he looks like. Couldn't you? Or anything now. I never liked Triple H. So I'm not a wrestling fan. I've never played a wrestling game so people may be thinking well what, why the fuck did you review this then <laughs> and i think and again i put it in the review i think it's testament and i wanted to get it out there how good as far as i'm concerned which is you know every re review is just one person's opinion is how good this game is and if you don't like wrestling you've never watched it and you've never played a wrestling game give this one a go because as tina said and so accurately did an impression <laughs> of me playing it I have never had so much fun playing a game. Uh, I tried it online as well with um, Dave in uh, up in the northeast, who's my usual online gaming partner. Oh, and we had a whale of a time playing it online. 
you can create, and this is single player as well, you can create your own characters. Uh, the customization of it is incredible. You can import photographs. So of course, I imported the 60MW logo, made me, well, a younger, less grey, more muscly version of me, wearing the 60MW <laughs> branded top. The stuff you can do with it is great. And the gameplay, I fa I'm not a fan of fighting games at all, even. I just end no, up you're not, button mashing. You? I, don't, yeah. I can't learn the control. I just button mash, button mash, push and ma button mash, get fed up, stop playing it. This, the controls are intuitive. They're not too complicated to learn. And even while you're learning it, the fun that you're having, some of the stuff is just ridiculous. Like, you know, when Tina said, I was, I really haven't laughed as much playing a video game as I have playing this. And if there's, you know, if there's two of you in the same room where you're playing online with people, I mean, that just doubles, triples, quadruples the fun that you're going to have. And because it's got a lot of different game modes in it as well, you really do get your money's worth, I think. Mm. Now, they have just the other day released, uh, I think it was an NWO. No idea what that stands for. Wrestling fans will be shouting it out to me. Um, the National Wrestling Organization, probably. It's DLC, but it's horrendously overpriced for what it is. Uh, so that is... There are... My, the, you, can, you can buy... I mean, microtransactions are... A, a, fucking hate them anyway and a lot of gamers you can buy points to pop advance your character but you don't have to mm. i don't the, the nothing in the game is hidden behind a paywall right um i hate that yeah i hate that but the the amount of gameplay that is in it across all the different modes and just the pure fun that you're going to have or i've had anyway in this now i know the previous there wasn't a version of this last year because mm. the version before the the WWE 2K20 was apparently a bag of shit mm. rushed it was mm. awful yeah. really bad graphics mm. gameplay everything so they took last year off they've released this and i know there's people that have been playing these WWE games for a long time and are maybe not as happy with this new one because they've been mm. it's their franchise yeah and they go well there's this mode missing and there's this little nuance that you've not got in this that i wouldn't know about because i've never played them mm. but coming at it from a complete newbie to yeah. wrestling and yeah. wrestling games i would i would recommend it so if you're listening to this and thinking no i don't like fighting games i don't like wrestling i don't like wrestling games Give it a go. Mm. Give it a go. You could well end up laughing, well, like, laughing as much I as I did. Looked at that I liked was was the bit where you can create your own wrestler, mm. and there was like um, you were looking for Rambo and Rocky. Did you find one after all? Because there wasn't one when you were looking. Not when I was looking. I haven't looked but for a while. But we saw Elvis. Yeah, we did have and Hitler. Hitler and God. God's a great downloadable one. I found Batman. Um, you name Spy it. Uh, they're all they're there. there. People have made them. And there was if, a Sonic one as well. There was there's all sorts. And if, and if people haven't made them, you've got you could spend hours and hours and hours just creating your mm. own weird and wonderful character. Then on top of that, you can make their own entrances and how, yeah. how their entrances. You, it, you know, you can do anything for mm. it. It is really yeah. really good. My ultimate aim for it, and is something I want to put up on the YouTube channel. Years and years and years ago. Ben Wyatt in Tasmania, he used, and I forget what wrestling game it was, and this is going back oh, to the I days of 80s Picture House, yeah. which is the podcast I used to do before 6DMW, and the same coin, Chris mm. and Ben and, and Dits and Adam, who are now on ABCD of Gaming, 
and Ben made a video using a wrestling game of it was 80s picture house versus, versus the same coin. It is still on YouTube actually. And I want to make one of all the 60 MW team <laughs> now funny. in like a big fight together and create the characters and everything. So I've already made me, but I need to make everybody else. I'll make Ben for you. You're going to make Ben? I'll make Ben. Or Ben. Oh ben will have breasts. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. There we go. We've had we've had four picks each and we haven't we haven't doubled up on anything yet. We've got two to go. Mm. Over to you. Uh first time long film. I think he made one short film before this long film director from Robert Eggers, who we all know who made the magnificent film, black and white film starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, The Lighthouse. His new film, I think it comes out this summer. It's about Vikings. Is it called The Northman? I think the it is. The Northman yeah, yeah. or Northman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my, sorry, penultimate. <laughs> my penultimate pick is uh, The Witch. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Which I should point out, we got sent the 4K screener of it to review. And since we've watched it, it's, it's been now, withdrawn, hasn't yeah, it? He's, yeah, they're doing a new transfer of it with mm. Robert Eggers overseeing it. Yeah. Well, I've got no complaints. Of I mean, the, the one that's the four K screener sent. that we sent it looked perfect, really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we were happy great with it. extras on it as well. Fantastic uh, extras. New, yeah. um, com- uh, not commentaries, interviews. interviews with Kate and Ralph Innocent, uh, and your Taylor Joy as well. Um, the first time I saw this film because I read about it and I thought, this looks good. This sounds interesting. And mm. Kate was in it. Bit of a show-off. Kate Dickey. Kate Dickey, my mate. <laughs> I like Kate a lot. She's she lovely. Is, she, she is, is really. a really Since, lovely so person. For anybody listening that doesn't know, we we did an interview show with her quite a few years ago oh, now. Oh, it's like four or five years Easily. ago Easily. And, yeah. and it was more or less just before The Witch. No, The Witch had just come out, I think. I think it had, yeah. But and since we, then... yeah. You've stayed in contact yeah, with her, haven't you? In, yeah, yeah. We keep in touch and, you know, she's just... Uh, you should give her a, a follow on Instagram. Her name is Innerfankel, <laughs> which is a Scottish word for somebody who gets in a tiz. But, uh, yeah, she's she puts up great photos as well. And she's just a really nice person who's famous but actually talks to to her fans mm. like they're human <laughs> you know she's lo- she's lovely so this film um was sold largely as a horror film do you think the witch is a horror film no not at all i don't think it's a horror film either uh, it has a lot of horror elements in it mm. uh, particularly something that happens at the beginning which is amazing for the beginning of a film uh i'll give you an example of my brother who's a who's a massive film fan fan isn't he and he's very knowledgeable mm-hmm. and i said to him this is back in the day when the witch came out i said i saw the witch last night it's in it's just amazing oh yeah i saw it too i saw it uh yeah it was crap because it's not really it's not really about witches <laughs> because something happens near the beginning of the film where you see for definite, a witch. Mm. And it's like a Goya witch. The real 17th century, just how you would imagine back in history, witches would be. I'm not going to tell you any more, just in case you haven't seen it. But it, 
it involves flying and sticks mm. and squashed up babies. <laughs> uh, and the reason he didn't like it was because it didn't fulfill that promise of horror. So it didn't continue with women kidnapping people and turning them into mints to rub on their sticks to fly to the moon <laughs> sort of thing. This is a story about religious fanaticism. It's mm. about uh, puritanism. It's a, I think the, the one of the keys to get to this film, because it can be a difficult watch because of the dialogue in it. The dialogue, yeah. I think that, I think that really did put a lot of people off. Yeah. Uh, because the, all the characters speak in Jacobean English. So imagine how the Bible, if you were reading mm. the Bible out, that is how they talk, mm. or thee and they, yeah. thou, yeah. you know, that yeah. sort of thing. You can watch this. I keep saying, but when people say to me, you mm, bitch, put the fucking subtitles on, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not, I mean, the language isn't, I mean, it's old language, like you said, it's Jacobean. But you still know you what they're it. saying, even if, you, yeah, if there's I these think, and thous and everything. Well, I do think another problem for the some of the audience for The Witch is they don't really know that when that film is set, everyone believed in God. They weren't... If you didn't believe in God, you would be an outcast and you were genuinely terrified of what God's judgment mm. would be. And obviously, you know, if you if you believe in God, then you also believe in the devil and Satan and sin and the fact that women could be taken over by the devil and mm. become witches. But it also shines a light on the perse persecution of women mm. and how very few men throughout history have ever been accused of being a witch, mm. which essentially is a female term. There was no such thing as a wizard, which is quite unfortunate. <laughs> a warlock. Really. A warlock, even. Yeah, no, but they were they were called witches as well. And there, there are, you know, they would just say they were in league with the devil. But it mm. was just a really great way of getting rid of women that other women didn't like or people didn't like. Or women that were a bit odd, like me, for instance. You'd be a witch. I would have been fucking burnt in a minute. Burner, burner. <laughs> as, a, as a witch, wouldn't I? Mm. It's true, though. Anybody who's sort of spiritual or a bit odd or whatever, you know, get rid of them, say they're a witch. So this is a film that examines that and starvation and isolation and religion. And again, you know, it has got horror elements in it, but it's really about a family that's falling apart and uh, Kate Dickey plays the mother in it, and her her baby is a is kidnapped by a witch, and her loss makes her lose her religion, and it doesn't dwell a lot on it, but it shows her descent into madness with a yeah. scene that again, you know, I it involves a crow, and and was made even better after we watched. Well, rewatch the witch on this new yeah. 4K one. One of the new extras, like you said, is interviews. Yeah. There's an interview with Kate who talks specifically about that scene with the crow, yeah. which yeah. added yeah, it does so much yeah. on on, on yeah. rewatches going forward. When that scene comes yeah. up, you're going to be oh my god, yeah, yeah. we're going to be listening. You know, that will be in our head what Kate said on yeah. the new interview. Well, the other standout thing about it is Anya Taylor Joy, who a lot of you will know from. 
King's uh, Gambit. King Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Sorry. Queen's Gambit. That's on the Netflix. sequel. The that, <laughs> yeah. So that really elevated her. Yeah. But she gives such a um, an amazing performance as mm. Thomasin, doesn't yeah. she? Her first role. The old, even the younger kids though were really good in it. <laughs> so brilliant. It's just a great film. So we're naked. You've got to be in the right mood because it because it it's pretty depressing. Uh, and if you've, I mean, you haven't really got to be in the right mood to watch the proposition because other than you know it's very violent. Mm. The witch again. I don't. For me, I wouldn't have to be in a particular frame of mind to watch hmm. it. But I think that people who haven't seen it faced with that religious core through it. And it's very slow-moving narrative yeah, to slow, it. It's, yeah, and it's... It's very considered the way each scene is played out. Yeah, and the language in it as well. And the fact that... Um, you know, it's it's based so long ago that mm. if you haven't got that, you know, that's how it really was. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I think you could find it difficult as well because you would be expecting a horror film and you're not, you're getting a family drama. Yeah. But hundreds of years I ago. I mean, what a difference. I mean, I talked about Jacob's Wife, horror film. Yeah. Then you go, oh, I'm going to watch The Witch. That's a, you know. A horror completely film. Completely different. Yeah. List it's terrifying list. though isn't it it is terrifying what, what yeah. your own mind can do yeah and that the fact that the kids say that their sister is a witch mm. and the parents go hang on a minute is she a witch mm. it's it's scary it is scary it is, but yeah. it's not horror but a different sort of horror yeah definitely so that is my uh penultimate <laughs> pick of the witch i shall go forward to my penultimate pick uh and the <laughs> Again, this is a complete 180 to what you've just been talking about. Regular listeners do know I love, I love my So Bad They're Good films. Oh, I know what you're going to... I knew, I looked at this and I thought, shall I pick it? And I thought, no, because I know Dave And, of course, Dave the 80s were, for me, the golden age of So Bad They're Good. I mean, there's, you know, there's films I could quote from the 70s and the 60s and mm. the 50s uh, that are like that. Um, same from the well, any decade really. But for me, the eighties were the golden age of so bad the good. I'd never heard of this one, so when One Hundred One Films sent this to me, it's part of their um, Agfa line of releases. And aren't they the make of an oven? Agfa, Agfa, I don't know. Are they? No, I'm thinking of an Aga. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> wasn't there Ag Agfa videotapes though? Video? No. Ag A G F A. Yeah. I'm sure they were the were a make of Let us tape. know, people. I, know, I could look on Google, but I can't be asked. I'm going to. There. Well, you, so you I talk, say. I'll look. So 101 Films Blu-ray, it's part of the Agfa line of releases. 1981, Lady Street Fighter. Whee! How this passed me by, I have got no idea. I do, and I mention it in the review. I This is now in there with the likes of Samurai Cop, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, um, Shotgun, Jim Carter, The Man from Hong Kong, the list continues to go on. It's one of those if you really like them. And you're right, it's Ag for Tapes. <laughs> well done. And they used to do um, films for camera. Nice one. Yeah. Uh, it's It stars uh, Renee Harmon as Linda Allen. And she's a woman. She travels to Los Angeles to find this mob gang who have taught... Can you just tell us what clothes she got on, please? Well, no, I don't want to spoil it for people. 
So she travels to LA to find the mob gang who tortured and killed her sister. And these bad guys are now there on the hunt for an audio tape that incriminates them for killing her sister. So you've got sort of... What, did they tape themselves killing her? Do you think they've... They audio taped, so it's a got bit the like tape. the Moore's murderers, then. In a, yeah, a bit different, <laughs> a little bit different in tone, especially to the Moore's murderers. I apologize for that, I don't know why you said it. It is right if you're going to play a drinking <coughs> game, have a drink anytime and anytime there's nudity in it, really. Yeah, yeah, or you, you'd be pissed in five minutes. You won't get to the end of it. It's yeah. got terrible editing, the acting <laughs> is atrocious in it, it's badly choreographed fight scenes are in it. There's this. They felt one scene is in a strip joint, and you think, oh, a bit of titillation. You know, the director obviously thought, yeah, we'll put a scene in a strip joint. This will add a little bit of titillation to proceedings. It is the most unsexy strip joint <laughs> I have ever seen. And the the women in it dancing, oh, it has to be seen to be, be delete. The scene to be believed. See, it's even got me stumbling over my words. It's that bad. There's parts in it where you'd think the act, the actor or the director or somebody on the set would pick up she's got a drink right she's got a drink and for whatever reason and again if there's anybody out there that knows what drink that you order a piece of celery with and stir your drink with a piece of celery bloody mary but it wasn't a bloody mary it wasn't a bloody mary no it wasn't it was so clear it was a gin and tonic celery yeah. <laughs> she sat there with this drink and she thinks that she's stirring her drink <laughs> With a stick of celery, but she's not. She's talking to the actor, and she's obviously, you know, she's looking eye to eye with the actor opposite her, and she thinks she's dipping a celery into a drink and stirring it, and it's not. The stick of celery is like next to her glass, so she's just turning it round and round in the glass next to her. Oh, can you just talk about her clothes though? What they're very sexy clothes. <laughs> Leopard print. Her white nylon boots are to something to behold oh. the fashion in this is just like you can imagine a night in you know like films from the 70s in america black exploitation where the black prostitute would wear something that yeah that's her wardrobe yeah. basically isn't it with the most incredible boots and her and her hair is never out of place and it's like really back combed as well as and her makeup yeah. and her nails are like there is always always every minute of it something fascinating to watch yeah something either go wrong or something like i say that they thought was sexy and we'll put it yeah. in and it just ends up being hilarious <laughs> It's ri it's so Talk bad. Talk about her fighting though. Her fighting skills are beyond. Well, like I said, the fight, the fight. Whoever choreographed the fight scenes in it, I don't, they'd probably never choreographed a fight scene before. No. Imagine, because... imagine your mum pissed at your big sister's wedding, and she's get, getting a bit leery because <laughs> she's pissed, <laughs> and she wants to have a fight with her sister who stole her boyfriend thirty years ago, so she bulldozes her way up to her and tries to kick her up the arse but she's she can't raise her leg <laughs> <laughs> that's what we that's the level, that level of her yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah it's magnificent it is magnificent and this has passed me by for what 41 years yeah. now does that go on the shelves of shame along with well like i said it does go with you know hard ticket to hawaii and, and yeah. samurai cop yeah. and shotgun all yeah. of those 
it is it is in that level for yeah. me with the really good so I bad. I should write a book about these films, Dave, <laughs> and list them. The the world needs to know about them. Mm. I saw something on Twitter the other day about some director had asked for your 10 choices for video. Do you remember Videodrome? Of course Alex I do, yeah. Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it a great... He, he used to... He exposed us to films that we would never have known about. Oh, exactly. You yeah, know, yeah. things like Repo Man. Yeah, right? yeah. The one I remember yeah. him putting on. And um, the Western he directed as well that had Divine in it and Tab Hunter, which I can't remember. Was it Lost in the Dust? It was something mm. like that, wasn't it? It was, you know, a corny title. So he put this, if Videodrome was still around today, what films would you pick for it? So, of course, you know, it's like some of, some of the people I'm friends with on Twitch, you know, they're writers and directors, and ooh, I'm not showing off. They really are. <laughs> they are. And um, Robert Chandler, who runs Space Age Films, yeah. he put his list, and, you know, they were all, like, really highbrow foreign ones. That's not what Videodrome was about, though, was it? It was about cheap ass things like mm. lady street fighter so this random man i don't know who he was but i did tweet you his reply mm. number one samurai cop number two miami connection mm. number three oh god what was number three hard ticket to hawaii <laughs> it was and i looked at it and i thought he needs to join the team <laughs> that was really good yeah mm. Yeah. So I'll pick that. Bring back Alex Cox, I say. Yeah. On BBC Two. A half past eleven yeah, on a Sunday that would be night. Good. Used to be on a Sunday night, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it was great. So there, if you like the well, a lot of the films that me and Tom talk about on the Decade of Decadent show, don't overlook one oh one films Blu ray release of Lady Street Fighter. I mean, really, one oh one films should promote Decade of Decadence. <laughs> It should, it, they just should, shouldn't they? Well, with these Agfa releases, they're... Absolutely. Yeah, I you did. should have a word with them. <laughs> Get our listeners 10% off. Mm. That off would be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Tina, we've picked five each. We have got one film left. One we film haven't left. doubled up yet. I, mean, I bet we double up with this was, one. Listeners, how did you go at the beginning when I said, have a bet on how many would we double up on? Did we get... Have your bets up yet? Has it been bust yet? Do you think we'd double up on like three, four or five? At most, we're going to double up on one. Yeah. Is it? I'd be surprised if this isn't your top pick. So, so I love films that have a beginning, a middle and an end. I love films that have a story. I love films that have a really good, solid... I mean, fuck me. We see some films. and I mean, I could give you an example... Just the day before yesterday, we had to watch Three Coins. Three coins in a fountain. And it just went gallop, 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 end. Without resolving the anything. The end was very abrupt. Very abrupt. So when we see a film that has an ending that goes bow tied very neatly, ta da! I just am like, hallelujah. That was a, that's a big thing for me. So those of you with the Disney Channel will see that Guillermo del Toro's new film, last release, popped up on it um, probably about a month ago. And it's mm. a film called Nightmare Alley, a remake of a, I think, late 40s film of the same name. So we got all excited, you know, Guillermo del Toro, big fans, can't wait to watch it. You know, and we've seen it and 
and I'm not really going to talk about the modern Nightmare Alley because about two weeks before this was released, we were so lucky to see the original Nightmare Alley. Who released it? While was you it? say, I shall have a look on our website. So you carry on talking. <laughs> I can't remember who it wasn't. Um, was it Indicator? No, it wasn't Indicator, was it? Uh, I had never seen this film before. And I'm so, like, I'm just so glad. That oh, Signal One. I think it was Signal the first. One. We've just recently partnered up with Signal One. Right. And I think and this could have been Blu the first Ray, film. Blu-ray, yeah. Because um, Michael Brook does the commentary on it as well. Yeah. Uh, who normally does commentaries for. One of the two uh, commentaries on it. Yeah, two commentaries. It, I have to say, I mean, it's April now, but. You know, and we watch some great films. And like I said, you know, all the films that um, that I've put in my list so far, they're all equally as good as each other. But this this particular film just slightly pips all the other ones to the post. And it's not because I had never seen it before. It's because it is the most incredible story in an hour and a half, maybe a bit more. Mm fits in i mean guillermo del toro's version of it is a lot longer hour 50 this is but doesn't uh doesn't include as much detail yeah it missed as out the del toro's one. yeah uh so i take it you didn't pick this well or did you <laughs> i'm gonna say one of my most favorite movies of the 80s is robocop and it got a 4k release recently where we watched it and we were pointing out things like Robocop isn't just silver. Mm. He's like this translucent. You see blues and greens. Yeah. And yeah. As he's walking through at the beginning, yeah. we saw all sorts. The scene where he's being shot. And oh, yeah. I mean, you obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, there's the, there's the, you know, there's the uncut version and there's the theatrical version. Obviously, you watch the, you know, director's cut, the uncut one. But for actually seeing things that you missed out before in the darker scenes, which is mm. good for 4K and the HDR, you see more detail mm. in the, the scenes that are shot in darker areas. And we were going, oh, my God, I never noticed that yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, which And it's so watchable. Robocop is so watchable and still relatable all these years later because mm. it's a sort of a mm. look at society. And, and like you said, films always reflect it's the time yeah. that they're made. But I think yeah. Robocop, you can pick bits from it that are still relevant to, oh, totally, yeah. to today. And it's such an enjoyable film all the way through i think it's got heart to it the characters are brilliant in it and you know the action in it is is amazing and despite that i did two pick nightmare alley yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my final one i've got it on my list here yeah. in front of me as proof yeah. that i picked nightmare alley from 1947 yeah. and i think it did spoil it did spoil a little bit the del toro one because like you said we both really love del toro but because we'd seen this version and Tyrone Power is amazing in it. I think he gives he a is. more nuanced yeah. performance. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper's really good, but he's... He seems more one note after you've totally. watched Tyrone yeah. Power. Yeah, um, I Normally, I, I mean, out of all the films I've talked about, if I was going to suggest that you buy a film that maybe you'd never seen before, mm. I would say, please buy Nightmare Alley. Because if you if you love good films and you love a good story where everything fits into place and it's got a beginning, a middle and a cracking end, mm. not the same end as the Del Toro one, 
Mm. Well, it is. Sort of, but no, not really. But there's bits that make... I mean, so Stanton Carlyle, the main character in it, that Bradley Cooper is in the Del Toro one, and Tyrone Power is in this one. I actually think Tyrone Power... Again, you said he's more nuanced than Bradley Cooper, and he Mm. is. But also, I think his greed and, and his manipulation come is better in the older film mm. rather than the new yeah and but there's it's... a point there's a point in the narrative where stanton carlisle and his uh, and we're not going to go through the whole you know the whole story of it because you want to discover it for yourself mm. but there's a point near the beginning of, and yeah. it's in both films where stanton carlisle and he comes to this carnival and he's working there and something goes wrong mm. right and a character dies mm. And in the original, I think that is far better. And it's the a pivotal way that, point in Very the film pivotal. As well. And then you can relate yeah. more to what Stanton then does going forward because of yeah. what happened yeah. than the way that it is in the Del Toro one, which I was quite disappointed. Yeah, they just sort of brush over it in the yeah. Del Toro one. And they, and they really and it's explain simple. it. It's simple it what happens takes, yeah, in the original. Yeah, yeah. But the effect that it has on the character. Yeah. And you, you can relate, you can, it, you can go, yeah. oh, God, yeah, that would have been so easy to yeah. do. Yeah. But they just sort of, yeah. it doesn't really, it's glossed over, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just, a, I mean, I quite happily, it's a sort of film that, that you look at, and we, we call films like this Sunday afternoon films. Yeah. This isn't a Sunday afternoon film. This is a Saturday night at nine o'clock film, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, not because it's violent or, you know, psychologically damaging. or a, It's just a fucking great film, mm. isn't it? It's a great film. So that is my... I don't really want to talk about it. No, because you don't want to spoil it. I mean, the, the guy that directed it, I think he wrote the script as well. I can't even remember, remember his name. Is it Edmund something? Edmund I did just have it right Gould? in front of me. Gould, was it? Edmund Goulding? Not particularly well known for anything. Just Yeah, Edmund Goulding. Oh, that was good. Well done. God, it's amazing. I remembered that. Um, but it's just a, a really fantastic film. I, I really loved it. It's a, I would go out and buy it. I liked it that much. And make I make th- Tom watch it. I think it says a lot that considering, like I said at the beginning, that this show is covering everything that we've reviewed from the beginning of July right through till the end of March. And we've both picked a film from 1947. Yeah. I thought it was 49. Good job I didn't say that. <laughs> when, the, like I said, when there's the likes of the 4K Robocop yeah. Yeah. come out and lots of other ones. It was. I mean, it was difficult to pick. I was going through the six, but that you know was always we, my number one. We watched Robocop, even though I enjoyed it, and we saw all those new bits in it. I have to admit that I have seen it so many times. Well, you watched it loads with your son, didn't you? Yeah, it just was like, <sighs> for me. I mean, I've again. seen it loads of times, way into double figures, but it's yeah. one of those I can just happily put on yeah. any time. Yeah. And again, in this 4K release where you're going... Because we both were, oh my God, look at Robocop, look at look at his suit. It mm. looks so much better. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven, though, I think he's one of my favourite directors, despite his horrible personality. His new film, Benedetta, I would love to watch it so much. Um, but it's in French. It's about nuns. 
lesbian nuns. Of course it is, Tina. Yes, of course you want to watch <laughs> lesbian I haven't, nuns. I, know, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really looking forward to um, mm. to watching it. Uh, yeah, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, but we've watched... I mean, I normally you, you've got the numbers, but we... I think that we have watched. We watched, but the website did go offline every single night. Well, we had a break, didn't we? When we you did went poorly, yeah. But I know because of Letterboxd, I think I got until because I I messaged Tom about it. We got, I got to the, I think it was the middle of March, and I'd seen at least one film a day up until yeah. the middle of March, and then due to a couple of things happening, there's been a few. I think. I mean, as we stand here now on, what, the 2nd of April, 3rd of April, I think there's still only maybe four days this year where we haven't sat and watched a film, at least one film. Mm. I mean, I watched three yesterday. <laughs> so of I mean, we watched did. two together last night, didn't yeah. we? So we do watch a lot of films. We do watch uh, a lot Only of one of those three was a review film, which is unusual. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, listening to this will give you some ideas of what's gone on. And again, you know this because you read all the reviews. You knew about these, but just in case you didn't, that's what we would pick since yeah. the last show. We are, touch wood, going to go back to a bi-monthly show, so you'll hear us again in a couple of months. Do, in the meantime, keep visiting the website, not just for the reviews. The podcasts go on there. A lot of news items go on there. There's links to social media, Twitter, Instagram. There's the World Tour had some world tour pitch and if you're listening to this going what the fuck's the world tour go to the website have a look it's in it's got its own page added pictures there recently from ireland uh one Hang from on a minute you know somebody irish yes one from america um well, you, you let an american on there yeah there's also the worldwide. I... We're worldwide no irish no americans <laughs> we don't want the irish we do i won't be able to join in then because i'm irish because yeah well half Part, irish yeah, so yes uh, so, yeah, join in on the World Tour. It's very easy to do. Have a look at that. There's lots of pins around the world. Leave us a review. Take If you're listening to this and you've enjoyed they it. Won't, or, they won't leave or a I review. I keep saying people might I don't do know it. why you bother, because they're too but, fucking lazy. But I found they're a review. They're sitting there going, oh, this is great. I found a review online the other Did day you? that I didn't know about. If you do leave us a review anywhere, because there's lots of places. You can do it on you know whatever podcast mm. app you're using and however you listen to it. There's loads of places that you can leave reviews. If you do leave us a review anywhere online, please do let me know. Send me a quick email. And a photo, topless. <laughs> and I could, because then and I... And we'll put it on the website. I keep all of the reviews on one page on our website, so it's easy to see. It sort of collates them all in one place, which is which is good to do. And like I said at the beginning, if you do want to support us and help keep us online, there's the Kofi page, which is linked to. And if you do want to be one of the treasured supporters and get early news and... Pictures of Dave with tassels. And be able to see us record live and see what's cut out with the shows and whatever... Have a look at that. It's a pound a month. And again, yeah. if you want to do more, that's fine. How's your um, bum feeling now? Is it all right after jail bum? After jail bum, it's fine. If you could keep going then, okay? Yeah. Do you, it's a big cushion you see. I am sat on a big cushion, it? actually, quite literally. Again, yeah. if you're watching this on video, <laughs> that is a you'd big see cushion. the big cushion <laughs> that I'm sat <laughs> I just noticed it. <laughs> hey, oh. there you go. That's what you get your money for. Pay a pound a month to see my jail bum cushion. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't put that on. Oh, I didn't put that God. on the Kofi page, though. That I didn't think that would be a big and selling what time point. Is it now? It's time to go back to hospital now for my treatment. It is. We've gone more than two days without a hospital visit. I need to go back to hospital. I'm missing <laughs> all the needles and the nurses <laughs> and the and the sour yes. faces going nodding like this. I've done my hospital time. It's your turn. There's no hope for you. We're team. sort of tag teaming hospital time over the yeah, last year. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, everybody. I'm fine. <laughs> Not. <laughs> uh, right. Hopefully you've enjoyed us coming back with the review roundup. Like I said, we'll go back to bi-monthly. So we'll be back with one it, of these. Unless I'm in hospital. Unless we'll do it live <laughs> from the hospital. <laughs> Tina. In Tina hosp- strapped up. Yes. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> haven't watched any films no i'll tell you about hospital radio yeah, oh my god imagine that yuck <laughs> uh so until next time we shall say goodbye shall we and i'll say goodbye to your hospital bum goodbye, goodbye. jail bum jail bum <laughs> we know your time is valuable thank you for holding someone will be with you as soon as possible Have you forgotten something? Yes. What have you forgotten? That's why I just edited in whatever sound I've edited in. Because I Was forgot. it? Wow, wow, wow. It just might have been TikTok. It well, that's TikTok. boring. Pick a new sound. What? The Boing! Dave's getting old and forgetful. Oh, well, bugger. that would be Grandad. He's Grandad. Forgot. Sing along, Tom. We love you. Yes, just when you thought the podcast had finished. Just when you hoped the podcast had finished. No, there's more. Because as it's been such a long time since we last recorded mm. a Review Roundup Show. I'd forgotten, forgive me, that we'd got some email feedback from the last show that we did. So, well, I don't blame you for forgetting that we'd had an email because nobody ever emails us. <laughs> well, two people have. In yeah. fact, one of them emailed us twice. So as greedy. always, if you, dear listeners, take the time to email us yeah. uh, or tweet us, we shall reply. Even though I did nearly forget. But it has been a long time. That's my excuse. Yes, it has. So first of all, I'm going to reply to um, to Dave all the way up in the northeast. Read it like Dave would. I, what, in the Geordie yeah, northeastern... I don't know if I can. Uh, it's one of the few the... accents I can't do. I know, do. it's a tricky one. And I love, I love like, the Geordie accent. Yeah. I'm not bringing the North East as well. If people take off Geordies, they always say that one thing, don't they? What? Which is? What, when the... When, when the... they go, way, eh? I thought it was when the boat comes in. Or... That sounded like Indian. Did it? Yeah. Well, no, they always go, you know, way, eh? And that's about it, why really. Not? And that's it. Very, I don't know what it means. I've never heard Dave say why. You shall I? have a little fishy in a little dishy. You shall have a, a haddock. haddock when the boat comes in. There you go. A little bit of, uh, what is it, 1970s British God, culture? God, it used to be great, that that program. Was that James was called? Bolam, was it? The program it? that was called. When the boat comes in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, thank you for your email. Um, that was, well, it was sent in August last year. So, Dave says... Seeing as you keep complaining, you never get any emails, I thought I'd get in touch. Like Dave, one of my most watched movies is 1978's Dawn of the Dead. From the first time renting the movie on VHS to owning the current 4K box set. Show off. It's an awesome box set too as well, isn't it? I'll never tire of this masterpiece and will watch it anywhere, anytime. I'll never forget my first ever viewing. My mum had just returned from a funeral of all things. Jesus. (laughs) What, What timing that was. 
and was having and was having a late breakfast of bacon and tomatoes. Oh, lovely! Oh, I don't. Oh, bacon Hold butter. Hold the potatoes, bacon and egg. That'd be. No oh, bacon that. and tomato. Mmm. All the tomatoes soak through the bread. Yummy. Just on cue, as she was about to tuck in, up pops Leroy for his famous love bite scene. <laughs> I love that scene. Uh, and with that, and with that, the bacon and tomatoes went in the waste bin, and that is a true story. What waste? Dawn of the Dead isn't my most watched movie, however. That would have to be Jaws. I first saw this on its original UK cinema release when it must have been only six years old. That's a bit young to go and see it's Jaws. Bit, I thought I was younger. You had to be twelve to see Jaws. Well, I was. I think I was ten when my dad took me. Well, you were too young. You had it was. You had to be twelve. I remember. Wow. My dad wanted to watch it, so we. That's naughty. I I loved it that much. I made my parents take me to see it again when it later showed at my smaller local. Oh, that's cinema. bad parenting that is. I might have to report oh, Dave my dad to took child me two services. Running. I liked it, and I said, "Take me." And he took me the very next night. Well, that's that. He's a bad dad. Oh dear. With numerous cinema viewings followed by actually destroying a VHS cassette caused by endlessly watching a recorded version of the TV premiere through various DVD slash Blu-ray editions, including the more recent 4K version. I'm definitely in the three-figure in the three-figure viewing figures. Yeah, I am. I've got to be close with yours. I'm definitely in that with Dawn of the Dead, though. Now, I yeah. just need to wait a few more years for the eagerly awaited 50th anniversary edition. Anyway, guys, that's enough of my ramblings. Keep up the great work and love to everyone at 60MW Towers. Dave. Yellow Books 1969 on Twitter. Oh, bless him. Thank you, Dave. See, we, we do respond yeah. to the yeah, emails. Yeah, we do. Next up. Next up. All the way from Sweden. Go on, do it in, like, he's from, got a really sexy voice, Frederick. Frederick has got a very sexy he's voice. He's got a very sexy voice. Yes. Do it like Frederick does. I, could, I wouldn't even attempt to get anywhere near the sexiness of Frederick. I think Fred probably wrote this completely naked. Fred is it? Oh yeah, it's Frederick, I say. So you're Fred is it between you well, and Well he's him? one of my many husbands, so. isn't he? I got I got like the Tom husband, the yeah. Dave, that's you. Yeah. I got the Ben husband, which he hates, the Chris Jellyman husband, yeah. which he sort of puts up with. Yeah. I got the Frederick husband. <laughs> Do you want me to call him Frederick? Sorry I'm sorry Frederick. Frederick. Frederick Liljegren. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh hi Dave. Doesn't say hi, Dave and Tina. There you go. Oh, is he off your husband well, list fuck now? Fuck you then. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Although it is, it, this is because it's to do with, well, as you'll see, just read your review of the lawn mowing simulator oh. game and was immediately thrown back to my youth and spectrum days when the Your Sinclair magazine trolled the world with the advanced lawn mower simulator. Good times. By the way, the Steger or Stigger brand of lawn mowers as well as table tennis products, snow racers and table hockey games. Snow racer, what's was that? Was actually started in, oh, here we go, Tanas, Sweden. No, it says Tranas. Oh, is it Tranas? It's a R. Sorry, Tranas, Sweden, from where I sent the World Tour picture a few weeks ago. All lawnmowers all were built there until 2013 to 2014 when production was moved to Italy. A useless bit of trivia on a Friday afternoon, Frederick. Oh, Frederick, I love you. Next up. Can you read Frederick's message again? Because it's Frederick. Well, I would do if the computer wasn't locked up. You just talk for a second. I should okay. frantically click. Oh, here we go. 
<laughs> Another one from Frederick. Uh, hi, and it doesn't even bother with either yeah, it doesn't of us even, on this. Yeah, or, hi, anybody who yeah, wants to read it. It's not Dave or Tina no, or anybody. No, it's just, a, it's just yeah, hi. anybody, yeah. Uh, just heard you asking about the movies people have seen the most times. For me, it's one of these three titles. Honestly, can't tell which one. So for Frederick, it's between Smokey and the Bandit. Great film. Yeah. Grease. Great film. Yeah. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. You know what? I think I've only ever seen that once when it was released. I've actually seen Andrew Dice Clay live when I lived in America in an arena. It was when he was really, really at the height of his fame. Mm-mm. And he used to do arena tours. And I mm-hmm. saw him there. And he... And I'm sure he was really funny, but it was, again, at the height of his fame. And all they wanted to hear was the the jokes that he told on telly all mm. the time and the catchphrases, none of which I can remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he'd never... I, I, and he's still going, isn't he? And I can remember I think thinking so, yeah. he was really funny. But I think if you watched his comedy now... Oh, oh my God! He would offend so many people, oh, yeah, like Sam so. Kinison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I can't remember. For I know I've seen it. I don't really remember. I it, couldn't tell you anything. You've about completely it. floored me with Grace, Frederick. I. That's so cool. That have you, you not like seen? Grace. Have you not seen Frederick leaping onto his car and singing Grace Lightning? A go Grace Lightning. <laughs> it's coming up the corner. Grace um, was on telly yesterday. It was actually. And I put the subtitle I rewound it and put the subtitles on because I mean, you know, I'm I'm really old now. But I'd never ever caught what was that lyric? Will you be getting lots of tits? Yes. No, it was longer than that. I can't remember. It was but to I, do with tits. I it was to do with tits and I had never heard it and I had to rewind it to check that it was and it was in the day it was on. Yeah, they do. Well. Normally they um, censor that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, but I'd never didn't. noticed it before. Mm, but they didn't. Yeah. So do you think that you're like, um, are you a Knicky, Frederick, or are you a Danny, a Danny Zuko? Mm. Who would you be, Dave, in Greece? Um, Obviously, I would be um, Rizzo. Yeah. You know. Not Sandy. Not, fuck, who'd want to be Sandy? <laughs> Although Hopelessly Devoted to You is a really great song. It is song, a good song, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, and then he signs off. Keep it up. Tina, you might have to tell Dave. You might have to help Dave with that now, considering his advanced oh! age. Oh! Love you guys, Frederick. Yeah. The, he was saying you can't maintain an erection That's, with that, just in case you were That wondering. was a non-too-subtle dig. Yeah, it was a dig at you. At my... Yeah. Virility. Yeah. It's only because he know you know, he's jealous because, you know, I actually live with you, but you know, that I'm having an affair with him. Yeah. As well. As well as everybody else. As well as everybody else. So. Yeah. But you don't mind, do you? No, it's all part Keeps of me occupied. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. I'm glad everybody's going, Why the fuck did you answer those? <laughs> we've we've sat through what? Ten minutes. And an extra ten minutes for this? Jesus. Yeah. It's a, yeah, but if you if we you may write well in, we'd like to we we'd like well to say thank you. Pe- people off from sending an email <laughs> so yeah you will get a rambling reply if you send us an email do you know i really miss the e- emails we used to get f- for 60 minutes with that american use we haven't had any since you rebranded i know and i miss that you know ones complaining about taking the piss out of trump oh yeah thinking that we were the 60 minutes tv show <laughs> yeah how dare you bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. 
And they used to be really long and, and oh, yeah. involved, yeah. didn't they? And I with... always replied to them. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And they never replied back, and they never did replied they? Back. No. How rude. Yeah. How rude. Damn that rebranding to 60MW yeah. and yeah. stopping that confusion. Mm. I'd like to know if anybody's listening to this and you feel so inclined. <clears throat> if you've ever listened to these review roundup shows and you've bought one of the films that we've talked about mm. from our suggestions. Or at the very least gone and watched it or watched it yeah 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 i bet you can't even remember which one you picked and it was only like 10 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) right this is the end of the show now this is the end so to anybody that has has got this far right to the bitter end thank you thank you thank you and well done and it's nearly easter and i can i have some chocolate please off everybody yeah well you're not going to buy me any are you are you i like lint I like hotel chocolate. See, we're even rambling even more. I like big butts. We shall go. And I cannot lie. Because Tina will talk about chocolate for ten minutes. Right, everybody. (laughs) It's finally goodbye. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go. Go. Is that <laughs> not even like a countdown of three, two, one? Just... Okay. Un, die, three, vamos. No. No. Okay. Shall we begin? <laughs> Go. Go. Three. Three. Two. <laughs> okay. One. Three. Go. <laughs> That's a private joke. If you put that at the end, you're going to have to explain what it is. You can't. We'd get arrested. Yeah, we would too. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't explain. And you can't go back to jail, can you? No, I did three years. You did three. You can't go back. No. Your bum hole couldn't take it. No. I mean, I have to pad it with all that cotton wool now. Mm. It's horrible. Jail bum. What a... a... (laughs) Go to the doctors. (laughs) My jail bum's playing up. (laughs) Is that... Is that a medical term? Could you JB explain? JB for sure. I got I got the JBs. I got the JBs. Is it is jail bum like everything just falls out of it? Everything, everything, even like a four K Blu Ray. Once I don't know how that got up there. <laughs> hang on, hang on though. You can't have jail bum, can you? Because you've got you mentioned on that last podcast that you've got. The piles. Yeah. The piles of, of grapeness. <laughs> no, they're gone now, thankfully. Why wouldn't you let me have a look at them? No, you've seen grapes before. Yeah, but I haven't seen, you know, I just wanted to have a look if I could poke them to see what mm. happens if they burst or, you know. Like You'd I could see put what some... happened. I would scream and hit the roof. That's what would happen. Jail bum. Jail bum. Anyway. Anyway. Let's begin the show. <laughs> no more, no more jail bum. <laughs> God, you can see it. Hashtag jail bum. <laughs> I've got to do the intro now. <laughs> Bennett like that, wouldn't he? Hashtag what? jail bum. Hashtag jail bum. Yeah. Do you think 
Ben's ever had jail no. done? Without being in jail, of course. I bet he has. Mm. I think um, Ben is bisexual. You've only got to look at him, haven't you? Can you imagine him dancing like Al Pacino in Cruising? Ben, I can. You know, pumping his arms like that. Yeah. In a, in a nightclub in Torquay. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Three. Let's do it. Right. Two, one.